right, welcome back to episode 76 of the Hop Box Podcast. I am producer Tom. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. And in today's episode, we are doing uh, Cowboys from Hell from Pantera. And to pair with that, we have Hell or High Mango from uh, 21st Amendment Brewery. I believe they're out of California, right? Or where are they out of? Great question, Tom. Um, you ask a lot of great questions. San, Le- <laughs> San Leandro, California. <laughs> a whale's vagina? Uh, San Leandro. San Diego. <laughs> um, I believe Mike's the only one that has this because um, yes. neither Joe nor I could find it. I, I think it's seasonal and I, I, I called up a couple places they said it's they stopped making it around December I think it's an August yes. to December thing yes it so, is um, August to December so instead of that I ended up getting the oh yeah, I have it here the hot variety pack which I thought was in it turns out <laughs> it's it was not. orange <laughs> look at it it looks kind of like it but it's he's like it a little I, kid. He sees color. It's just like a quick thing. I, that's it. That's the this one. My, I buy this. <laughs> so Man. instead of that, I'm going to have a little taste test of all of them in there. <laughs> there you go. It's basically just a little flight. I'm taking this episode off drinking wise. I have mango juice though. That's right. Yeah. At least you're partaking in the mango. Yeah. I have a bit of the brewery. It's, it's a combined thing, you know, with the. Yeah. Well, you know, Mike drank coffee last episode. I didn't drink. I don't, I don't drink coffee, so it's fair. Um, there's that. All right, so I guess I'll Mike. Mike, and we'll we'll start with the actual drink. I'll okay. crack the orange one. So this is. Tell us a bit about this. By Twenty First Amendment Brew. Um, Never heard of them before this. Hell no. Oh. So I, I really, I only purchased it because we were doing the album Cowboys from Hell. And I am notorious for produ- for picking beers that have no connection whatsoever to the album. And I saw the word hell in the hell or high mango. And that was about the extent of my effort into making it match what we were doing. I actually was trying to look for something like Lone Star, um, which is like basically the Bud Light of Texas. Yes. Um, but I figured that would be extremely difficult to find in this area. I'm not even sure if they uh distribute up here Interesting. Um, I, I looked around i couldn't really see it then i was going to get something from southern tier figured go with the southern you know connect see i put some effort into this one um, but they only had the southern tier double ipa and i was kind of like yeah we've done so many ipas and double ipas and when i think of southern tier i usually think of their um their pumpkin one which is like nine percent pumpkin and i was like well that's not going to happen so um then i happened to i actually had the southern tier though in my hand and then uh i saw this one and i saw that it was labeled hell or high mango and i said you know what we're gonna go with it i don't know if we've had anything mango uh we did maybe a seltzer yeah we did a tribus uh light sour ah that's what it was mango oh yes the the fizz yeah Yeah, so this is so this is a, um, I don't even know. It just says beer brewed with mango seasonal. Um, I don't know if it's a seasonal ale, seasonal release. Beer brewed with mango doesn't really say the style. It it's only 4.9%. Um, it's made with two row pale and white wheat malts. Um, magnum hops. 
Oh. Right? Yeah, that's another reason. Yeah. Magnum, you know, had to compare. Um, and then special ingredients, real mangoes. They Not fake mangoes. In there? Real mangoes. I'm really bummed I couldn't find this beer because I actually do like mango. But You're a mango guy. I am a mango guy. Um, 17 IBUs, so it's not really on, high on the hops or, um, you know, bitterness scale. You definitely taste the mango. Um, it pairs really well with fresh shucked oysters, which I couldn't get my hands on this early in the morning. Um, veggie or fruit salad. Oh. Seafood and sunny summer days. Oh, perfect timing. It's February 21st. This is my third time having it. Extremely, it smells like fruit juice. Mm-hmm. Like it has a very heavy mango fruit juice smell. It's you're uh, gonna save me one, right, Mike? Yes, I have two of them saved. One for each of you. Sweet. Mine is uh, it's not as as uh fruity. <laughs> this is the uh brew free or die IPA. Okay. Uh, seven percent, seventy IBUs. So Ooh, a little bit better. more. Yeah, a little better. bit more better. Um, biggest thing with this is honestly, this is my third one I've had. Um, I tried it the day I got it and then I drank one yesterday morning. It does really work well as a morning beer because it tastes like fruit juice. It <laughs> like if you could imagine carbonated mango juice, that's what it is. All right. Fair enough. Um, there's really, in my opinion, there's almost zero beer flavor to it. Interesting. Like if you told me this was more of a, a seltzer or something like that, then I would, I don't know. I'm almost struggling. It, it, it's kind of bothering me that it's labeled a beer. It has no beer flavor, like where it could have been labeled like a seltzer. And I think I would have been more apt to being like, all right, this isn't bad because I'd expect just that mango and carbonation. Right. But instead, I'm tasting mango and carbonation and being told to beer. It just feels like a lie to me. <laughs> so I'm on um, Beer Advocate, and it, they list it as a wheat beer American ale. It makes and sense because it's got the white wheat. Yeah. So I, I'm obviously I don't have it, but it's coming off kind of like a Blue Moon style. I will say it's better than that. I'm okay. not a Blue Moon fan, so. Okay. All right, but um, you know, it, it, let's put it this way: it's not bad. It just feels like it's uh, it's being fake to me. Sorry, I'm doing know. like a, a mini I taste got, test over here. I, I got to think about this one for a little bit. It sounds delicious, though. I do love me some some mango fruitier beers. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Listen, it's not bad at all. I mean, it's very drinkable. Um, you could probably drink a 24 pack of them because it doesn't Ooh. taste like you're drinking beer. Is it comparable to a Natterdays? is my question because that's another kind of fruitier beer yeah natterday has got a little bit more i think beer flavor to it oh okay you can tell how you're drinking a beer when you're drinking a natterday yeah um this might be maybe better better quality of ingredients yeah well i mean yeah it's it's a you know? it's a natty light as a base drink so i get that yeah exactly so this is a little better quality of ingredients and you can taste that um it's just strange. It's it's strange that it doesn't really taste very beer-ish. Okay. It's like drinking juice. So I'm, I'm a little indifferent. Right. 
Okay. So got my, my regular IPA. Um, I should say what else I have. I have the Brewfear Diatropical IPA. Um, I've got the Down to Earth Session IPA with like a little space monkey oh. on there. Kind of neat. And then I have the, I think it's just blah, 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 double IPA with like the, the people protesting. I think that is uh, uh, the, the prohibition. So I think they're all like somehow related to like stuff that's happened in U.S. history because Brewfear Die obviously is like Abraham Lincoln. He's got all this his stuff on there. And like mm-hmm. sending chimps to the just to space and then prohibition. It's all kind of interesting the way they they tie in their stuff. Yeah. Um, well, twenty first amendment. W- w- you know, when you call yourself that, it sounds like they have a very not political but kind of like historical. Yeah. Yeah. Angle, which is cool. I would say straight away, I really did enjoy the double and the their their baseline one. I was not a big fan of the tropical IPA, and the session was pretty average. So. But I mean, okay. it's only, it's the least one it was only 4.4%, but I'm really interested to try that mango one now. That one well, good. I have one saved for both of you. Yeah. Sweet. Whenever we so get over there, we got to do that. Nice. Well, let's move to uh, Pantera. Mm. Yes. Yes. Metal. Uh, <laughs> by far Thoughts. one of, if not my uh, favorite metal bands. Um I have loved Pantera. Uh, unfortunately, I was about 14 when Dimebag was shot and killed. And now Vinnie Paul, within the last what year, year and a half, passed away of a uh, heart attack, I believe. And um, never got a chance to see these guys. These might be one of the bands I would say, like, if you had a chance to see, this would be them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I brought that up in the car ride last weekend. Yeah, we talked about different like yeah overrated bands bands we'd see all that yeah yeah and and this was my 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 bands we'd see if you know somebody who who you know doesn't exist anymore is not around but um this was not their debut album as many people don't realize um this is actually their fifth studio album (laughs) um prior to that they had um Metal Magic was their actual original debut album. Um, it was more glam and like hair metal. And it was with the same core band of Vinnie Paul, Dimebag, and Rex Brown. He was considered Rex Rocker at the time. Um, but they had a lead vocalist called Terry Glaze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can we call our Terry that? Terry, 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 it fits well with Big Shug. Big um, Shug Glaze. Um, so anyway, he was the singer for the first three studio albums, which was 83, 85, and 86, I think. Um, and I kind of was like confused because they had their own label. The label is called Metal Magic, but at the time they were like 16 and 19, um, meaning Dimebag and, and, and Vinnie Paul, because they were the core of the band. Um, come to find out their father is Jerry Abbott, who is a country music songwriter and record producer. So he uh, produced everything for them. Um, he basically uh, put this together and he produced th- these first three albums, which were very like Kiss Van Halen heavy kind of glam metal. 
mm-hmm. um, not really taken well. Then they switched over to what was called Power Metal, which was their fourth album. That was the first album with Phil, their, uh, the lead singer that went the rest of the way with them. Um, was still more on the um, glam metal, thrash metal, but not quite the, the, the Pantera you, you know from the album we're about to listen to. Um, so they replaced Terry Glaze with Phil um, and Selmo. And uh, yeah, this was still not a great album. People didn't really like it. It was still being produced also by the father. Um, and yeah, just, but it was the start of what's, you know, what was to become the actual Pantera. So pretty interesting that all of this stuff happened so much before this album came out. I mean, producing music at 16 and, and 19, you know, respectively from, you know, the, their first real big break being in 1990. Um, you know, that's a long time. But, you know, uh, it's it just interesting to look at. And I mean, you look at the cover of Metal Magic. I mean, they have Jesus Christ. They, they look like uh, fucking Steel Panther. Yeah. I mean, it's like someone hair. drew it too, like hand drawn. Yeah, they got the hair. I mean, it's going right up on the fridge. Jesus Christ. Dimebag looks like a, a store brand slash. Like, this is just. Oof. Um, yeah, no, I, for some reason, just Pantera always escaped me. I always knew who they were. I know we say it a lot just because it's how I was growing up, but the only song I was really introduced to is off of Guitar Hero 1. Cowboys from Hell was the second to last song right behind Bark of the Moon by Ozzy. Okay. Um, and so I, I love that song. That song is a fantastic song. But that mm-hmm. was the really the only ever Pantera song I really uh, was exposed to. And so so listening to this album was uh, was definitely a, an interesting experience kind of seeing how uh, they they shape their sound around that. So uh, cool experience for me. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Um. I was just going to say that you can tell, too, by the time this album came around, obviously the fact that you have Dimebag and Vinnie Paul, who were brothers, so they had been playing together forever, you know, but Rex Brown, or in this case, Rex Rocker, um, was their basis. Yeah, exactly. Was the basis <laughs> from the beginning. Um, they're just unbelievably tight, you know, because they, they change up some of their, their grooves. They're not always on time. Um, a lot of that just offbeat kind of stuff that they do, and they are just in sync all the time. So it, it's just just goes to show that the band that they were. Yeah. So, Real quick, what's Pantera yeah. mean? Ah, so um, I did a little bit of research on that, and what I found is a couple of things. Number one, um, they're originally from Pan- Pantago, Pan- Pantago, Ego, I don't know. Texas, P-A-N-T-E-G-O. Lego, my Pantego. And um, they they switched it to to Pantera. Um, Pantera also means panther in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing I found was that is the name of an Italian race car, the the, the Tommaso Pantera. Tomas. That's my car. I own that. Tommy Panther. And it was suggested to Vinny by his classmate in high school. 
Um, and after researching the name, he also found out it meant Panther in Spanish. Um, and I guess it was cooler than some of the names Gemini or Eternity that they had begun using, which Gemini and Eternity makes so much sense if you're going to be a 80s hair metal band. Yes, that makes um, total sense. But I guess they swapped over to Pantera, hence why. And that makes sense because if you think about it, um, that's the logo on the first album is a very poorly drawn, like muscular panther. Um, so, I mean, I guess that idea that it swaps over to panther in Spanish, man, we're cultured. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. Cool. All right. Good. The more you know. I had a feeling it was panther related. Very, mm -hmm. very. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Um, yeah. So let's. I mean, first song, title track, first single. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean. I mean, just this is their song. I. It. Yeah. I, I think mean, the only uh, the only other song you can level with this is Walk. Walk. When right. it comes mm -hmm. to popularity. Yeah. And that's on the next uh, album. Yes. Yeah. Logo Display of Power, which I... Yeah. You were you were torn. You were... I was torn. Yeah. It I was, was torn, but this is just their first album. Right. Oh, we could always do another one down the road. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, this is just... This is a great song. I mean, it's it's a perfect song for them. It, it it's It's a defining song for sure. Great guitar riff. The 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 tone Dimebag gets is just so yep. crunchy. Like like it is is it the gain? Is did he just jack the gain like all the way up? Like is that gain? I don't even know. He was. No, just, I don't think so. No, he, an absolute. Before I don't know. Yeah. Um, Solos. Oh. Yeah. And you got Vinny Vinny Paul playing. His toms were always notoriously like everything, everything was snakeskin. Yeah. Had you ever seen him live? Yeah. Not in person, but I've seen him like I've play. seen him in person uh twice, I think, with hell yeah. Yeah. And his toms are like the size of floor tops. Yeah. You can hear it. They're huge. Yeah. And he just sat back there and he was just like, like it, it yeah. was effortless. Yeah unreal and he's just so like big when he plays yeah mm -hmm. um i always liked that little offbeat hi-hat pattern he played mm -hmm. during the gu guitar solo yeah when you say they're sometimes classified as groove metal i was like oh okay yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah. i always thought that was a, f a funny riff that like a metal band would use like you don't often hear that yes. it's kind of like a dancey kind of funky and thing he was the type of drummer that you know you get a lot of metal drummers that just ride the double bass yeah and he does it when necessary yeah and he does it so well like yeah. there's songs that are just but it's because it needs that versus right. some of these like i mean we'll hear it on the next song um right. when you get to that but um we talked yesterday about top you know couple top couple of opening tracks of all time on albums yeah and i couldn't commit that bomb track was the best and mm -hmm, this right. is one of the reasons i can't commit to bomb track being the best because agree this right yeah. here has to be one Ooh. of the best openers that is and, funny how he how he picked two albums back to back that have just 
probably some of the best openers of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm actually surprised this opened the album. I thought um, the next track, uh, Primal Concrete Sledge, would have lent better as a opening track. I don't know. With just with that heavy double bass. Yeah. Intro. And yep. then maybe Cowboys from Hell number two, but I think it's just you're. I mean, you're coming in with that guitar riff. Yeah, you're just like. By the way, this is this is Pantera. This is right. True. You know yeah. where this Primal Concrete Sledge, which is great opening with the double bass, doesn't immediately give you like Pantera. Right. Makes sense. And I love how he comes in with his vocals on this song, and it's like almost like rap metal but like yeah not quite and then they've got that little chant chorus yep and then um you know pretty standard through the song but it's there's no there's no, no down there's no down and there's no snare drum he's not playing like a groove no during the verse it's that double bass pattern but with tom yeah. Yeah, snare doesn't even come in until that breakdown around the like 110 mark and i love that breakdown yeah it just throws the song to a completely different area yeah and this is really the first musical break it's been just yeah. lyrics mm -hmm. yeah quick song you're in and out i mean it's two thirteen two minutes yeah, yeah. And then he starts to right now. Yeah. Great. Like yeah. you ever see the TikToks that are um, you know, try not to headbang or whatever. Yeah. And it always opens up with what Macbeth or whatever. Da, da, yeah. da, 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 da. Dude, you put this album on, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of plays into the groove metal aspects of it too. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's definitely nope. keeps you in that 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 that, that groove. Yeah, definitely. Even though it's came out in 1990, it, it has that lingering 80s metal sound. Mm -hmm. Like it's very echoey. Yeah, very big sounding. Like you're kind of playing in like a big echoey room. That was a very yeah. 80s thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like for the next song, Psycho Holiday, that like shuffle groove mm -hmm. reminds me of like Poison but heavy metal. Yes, you know like. It, it, they were kind of like a transition band almost mm -hmm. into that grungier, dirtier metal. And then you, know? you threw in the Southern aspect. Yeah, right. Which yeah. gave them their thing. Yep. Um, this was the first song to open with like a standard just guitar chord like riff. Yeah. You know, you in these first three songs, you've gotten a little bit of almost everything. Yeah. And they're just so tight with when they play. And then you got that chorus in time alone. Yeah, he's actually singing, and you can hear his like legitimate singing voice, and it's great. Yeah, this is the first track that seemed like you could tell like what sound era it was coming from. Like that that chorus that they sing along to does sound pretty like late eighties, early nineties. But I think that's also a testament as to like how timeless the rest of this album pretty much is. Like they they kind of crafted those those first couple just to you know it still sounds pretty pretty fresh today so and this was their um second or last single off the album their third single yeah okay. cemetery it's so gates, weird to think man. that any of these are singles <laughs> yeah right cemetery gates man oh all right anyway yeah so now they're just great song 
<laughs> you know but just another good groove gives you another feel because it's like a different type of song already within the first three and then uh going to heresy i heresy. love that like no, heresy, heresy yeah. i like that little like pinch harmonic kind of groove that's coming in and then it just comes yeah. in yeah i know what you mean yeah this one sounds a bit more thrasher yeah, yeah. this is like early metallica yes i was thinking the same thing uh, there's yeah. a, a lot of i got a lot of early metallica on this like seek and destroy kill them all yeah 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 mm -hmm. there's a couple songs towards the end of the album too where i got that yeah then song i mean not one of the more you know one of the more forgettable songs on the album um you know when it comes to what's going on but i mean it is a good song i like it fits right in you know yeah. the album is yet to let up i love right. the line so you can lick my sack that's great <laughs> yeah. everything just stops and he yells so you can lick my sack and then you come yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know another heavy song to lead into their big like epic that is cemetery gates when this song opens mm -hmm. you know having listened to it with the rest of the album this is like that down break and this and intro is, is like yeah like an 80s ballad you know the clean guitar very melodic he's singing mm -hmm. but it's still pantera like it's not mm -hmm. it's again when you get these bands that like we said um what was the song yesterday like the third or fourth track on on um rage on the last episode set something for set free or whatever the hell that's the one was it was that kind of ballady one it was a little slower and it just oh, kind of well, settle for nothing settle yeah. for nothing. and it yeah. just wasn't it didn't it had to be there but it didn't work right like mm -hmm. this is just the perfect time the perfect song the perfect groove you get yeah. that first guitar solo oh yeah. it's just this might be as close to perfect as you get like with this whole thing it's just great great song yeah, i don't know we're just gonna sit here for the next six minutes in silence and enjoy, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> damn you copyright <laughs> um but then when it comes in yeah that riff the main riff is yeah just, and then it comes back into the, the slow again yeah and man his voice mm -hmm. sounds almost like a killer like scorpions kind of you know what i mean right right yeah but so much better <laughs> yeah and then uh that yeah. then they come in with that groove once yeah. again you're just kind of rocking with it yeah tom i feel like Mike and I have been hogging the... No, listen, the I don't have as, as much of like a, an emotional attachment to this album. Just so, um, so, I mean, I don't feel like I'm as crazy about this as you guys are. I like, I, I enjoy it a lot. This, this, this song, it definitely is one of the, the shining points on the album for me. Um, but I don't know if it had to be seven minutes for me, at least. I like, I, I understand it, but um, 
I don't know, maybe just from where I'm coming from, this this does sound like it's still also kind of dated in a sense. But I mean, it was 1990, so of course it's, it's supposed yeah. to. Um, but I mean, yeah, all the the the, the passages and then kind of the way this the song kind of flows into one another definitely. Um, it was it was well crafted, and you you can't you can't knock the the guitar work on this. Steinbeck definitely does a, a fantastic job on this, especially at the the solo around like five minutes or so. That one, yes. that one was great. Yeah. And I love how the solo transitions riffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they go from the different riffs and sections of the song and the solo just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it's not like they just played one. Oh, we're going to play the chorus riff and you're soloing over it. No, you're, we're playing the song the way it's supposed to flow and you're going to solo over that. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back in with that. Yeah, I like that riff a lot. And then, Tom, what's your take on the end vocals and the and solo pop? Oh yes, yeah, they do that's like a little fucking insane. Thing. Yeah, it's unreal, I, right? Yeah, I yeah, no, that's literally insane. I don't know how the hell he hits that note. That last just, note is unreal. taking his nuts and just twisting them up. Are you sure that's not guitar? That last one. And maybe the very last one? The very last one is. The very last one. Yeah. Guitar, yeah. But even the one before that, like that's Steven Tyler-ish, if yeah. you can even say he could hit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how that's humanly possible. And again, you got, and then, and, and you go back to, to you know, Primal Concrete Sludge. It's just on, like, his range is stupid. Yeah. He, you know, we we talk a lot about you know the other members, but definitely Phil. Phil is is one of the the more important players in this too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's just me being a singer and listening no, to that mainly. He but. He's unreal. He's very good. Also, I think a part of it for me too is that when I listened to this album, it was mainly just working out, mm-hmm. which I don't really do with other albums I try to listen to. So it was mainly more of just the feeling much, that it gave me. Yeah. How much more weight did you lift? <laughs> I listen. I I set a I set a one rep max for bench yesterday. There you go. Two thirty five. Two thirty five. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So so I was listening to this. I think it was uh, uh, Primal Concrete Sludge, but still, the rest of the album is is just as killer. I don't know if I would listen to Cemetery Gates while working out. It does have a a, a bit of like too much of a, a switch up for me, and it was a little bit. That's your rest. Bit, that's but, your rest period. It is, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and then it comes it's back long in with domination. Too, where the the more melodic parts can be the 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 rest. <laughs> exactly. So the next song, though. Yeah, it was just a lot Probably of a lot of feeling. Yeah, one of the best songs on the album. This song is just a punch in the fucking face the whole yes. way through, and this is a great example domination of him using double bass, like. I love that. Like it grooves, you know, it's not overwhelming. Even the intro, the very beginning, he has that steady double bass pattern, but because the riff is like easy to listen to, it's not, it's not a lot to take in, you know? Yes. And I like how at the end, right before the verses, the guitar does that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. 99% of bands would have the drummer follow that. Yeah. And they went, no, hold up. I'm going to cut out. You finish it. And then we'll mm-hmm. come back in. And it just right. makes that 
that that fucking drum riff it sounds so much more powerful yep for sure and it's like you said it, it's the pick me up that was necessary after cemetery gates cemetery gates brought it down mm-hmm. you had four straight songs of like i punched you in the balls four times then you have seven minutes of like all right let them heal and then bam right back yeah <laughs> i also like how a lot of singers during this time had their they're like go-to like sound effect like um you know axel rose had his um his like squeal and then yeah. david roth had his like ow, you know like that yeah. phil abani or not phil abani phil uh in in, in selmo so yeah uh he had the oh ah, like that that was his thing <laughs> a better <laughs> version a better yeah. version of metallica's rock <laughs> <laughs> And I love this guitar solo because it's just, again, it just sticks with the speed and blast and just bam. Yep. You know, did he dub it? Did he over, did he like harmonize with himself? Sounds like it's layered. Layered. Either that or it's an effect he has on it. Might yeah. Because he was big with the whammy bar on his Deans. That's where he'd get the squeals from. It'd be a pinch harmonic and then the whammy bar. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. Unreal, and I love the end. Yes. This breakdown, da, 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 da. but then they move, they move the guitar pattern like over a beat. Can you imagine this live? Yeah. Oh da, my da, god. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, shattered. Yeah. Just, not, just mm-hmm. not let it up. <laughs> no, another one. <laughs> That's. I mean, that I think that that for me, it kind of is the same from when we did our our last album, um, Rage. Um, while yes, they are good songs, I yeah. think you kind of get their sound and what they're going for around the bat the second half of the album. And that's not to say like they're bad, but it's just like you know what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. I do like that the the intro riff. Like this song, maybe could have done without the double bass intro. But that, like, that's just such a sick riff. And then this is more of the 80s hair metal vocals. Yeah. He gets up there during the verses, like, the entire time. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of, who's the guy from Iron Maiden? Oh, Bruce Dickinson? Bruce Dickinson. This has, yeah. That end note on the chorus? Yeah. 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 I can't even, you almost, you almost can't hit it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, not not a standout song, not a song that you're gonna go running to, but keeps with the vibe, keeps everything going. Yeah. Um. And then uh, clash with reality. Yes. Just another good song. I mean, I will say the only downside from this point to the end, in my opinion, the only yeah. two downsides are. Every single song is five minutes, except or five plus minutes, except the last one. Yeah. And in my opinion, the last song was the one song that I kind of thought didn't need to be there. But, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will agree with that is that it does seem like, and maybe it was just for the era when it came out, like you could put out a song that, or an album of tracks mm-hmm. that are all five plus minutes in length. But at least in terms of from where I'm coming from, they all do sound pretty similar. And maybe that's yep. just from a first time listener's perspective. But 
after like domination or shattered there's really not a lot to say for me yeah for the rest of the album so the um medicine man that like main riff at the beginning yeah that was another like metallica sounding uh riff to me they 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 definitely played to the you know their inspirations and other bands at that time but um, i like the i like medicine man i like the opening with starts off with just bass and drums like something we haven't really heard yet yeah just getting that that low end groove (laughs) we've got that rhythm then the guitar just comes in slow but yeah i agree like from here on out i mean you get it i don't know if there's any like no you know stand out like holy shit songs it's kind of funny so when you look at wikipedia obviously usually the singles are linked and when you click on them it gives you information about those songs it's not every song but of all songs the art of shredding also is linked so i clicked on it out of curiosity and mm-hmm. apparently guitar world rated that the number 10 uh the 10th best pantera song really um so which was interesting to me only because you know not that i didn't like the song i just did i guess the sleep i thought ended the album well yeah and then I feel like that came in. It was almost out of place. Not that it was a bad song, but out of place, in my opinion. Um, but getting back to Medicine Man, you know, it was a different vibe than the rest of the album. Um, having that low vocal, a lot of the floor tom work, something we haven't really heard yet. Um, but then he comes in with these just like screaming fucking notes that he just hits. Um, I don't know. I liked Medicine Man. I wouldn't rank it as one of the best on the album, but you know, it was cool because it was a change up from what we had been listening to. Right. I love the Medicine Man. Yeah. I like the end. Yeah, of it's that a good one. song. I just don't know what would propel it ahead of like others, you know. No, no, agreed. I do like that riff though. I really like that. That's groovy. Yeah, I think I think if they worked some of these songs in earlier, in yeah. between Psycho Holiday, Heresy, Cemetery Gates, Domination, you know, if you took Psycho Holiday and Heresy and moved them and brought Clash of Reality and Medicine Man up or something like that, um, yeah. you know, and, and did a little bit of rearranging, I thought maybe the album would kind of have a better up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the first six songs are just unreal yeah and then the back six are great fucking pantera songs but they're not standalone right message in blood great guitar riff great drum playing just really nothing special to say about it though like it doesn't stand out yeah yep exactly <laughs> right um, you cool said you like to sleep it, though right uh cool how it goes into that like bass and vocal so it's a little bit more low-key <sighs> Yeah. Interesting. Uh, again, another change, which I think could have been cool if we heard it earlier. Right. Um, and then you have the sleep, which I thought was just like another cool, chill song. Um, love That's that guitar. Cleaner. Yeah. He has a he has that cool airy effect on his cleans. Yes. Which is yeah. It's that 80s lingering, you know, mm-hmm. arena kind of sound. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, I just felt like this was a great riff and a great song to end up. Yeah. You know? And then you also think about it. It's called The Sleep. Like just all right. of it kind of. Just go to bed. Felt like a good end to me. Yeah. 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 And then you end with The Art of shed, uh, Shredding. Shedding. The Art of Shedding. <laughs> the great intro. Yeah. I thought this, this song yeah. was pretty good. I enjoyed this one. The bass and drums. Yep. Um, good intro. Yeah, I felt like this one should have been earlier in the album. I don't know. I, I'm just not a fan of how they laid the track list out. Like, no, I, I personally don't think Cowboys from Hell should have been the opener. But sure, I do sure. get it that it yeah. that? shouldn't have. Should not have. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I get why they did it. But I don't think this one should have ended it. No, I think. Honestly, the one-two punch of Cowboys from Hell, Primal Concrete, Sledge, I love that. I think that's one yeah. of the best one-two punches. I, I would have preferred it flopped, but it's yeah. okay. Agreed to this, one in Rome. Um, yeah. Artist shredding vocally is like James Hetfield. What's that? Uh, artist right. shredding vocally during the verses is just like right. Metallica. Yeah. Well, even that rip. Da, 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 yeah. There she is. That's That do be the album. Yeah. Cowboys from Hell. What a ride! From hell, yeah. Should we, uh, should we, should we hop into some tracks? Do yeah. tracks. All right. Mike, so yeah, Mike, the number one track for me is Cowboys from Hell. Um, I just think it, 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 I was, I was Yo, in between, in. I was in between that and uh, uh, Cemetery Gates. Yes. But the reason I went with it was only because I personally think it's one of the best opening tracks there is. Um, it laid the groundwork for what was going to be this version of Pantera, not the earlier stuff. Like this made Pantera them. Um, title track, opening track, first single off the album. I mean, this literally did it all. Um, and yeah, Cowboys from Hell is just fucking fantastic. Tom, agreement? I agree, Joe. Yeah, three-way. Let's do it. It's got to be. How can it not be, you know? Yeah. I I do want to give love to Cemetery Gates, though. I mean, great song because I can't pick it as a dark horse. It was a single, so yeah, second mm -hmm. single on the album. Yeah. Um, you know, long song, but in my opinion, doesn't really feel as long as it is. Yeah, rides really well. But anyway, all right. So, just said, what do you got for us for your bottom bottom track? This one, I don't know. This is kind of tough. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna need a little time because I, I I haven't been able to choose like a bottom track, mm -hmm. just because there aren't really songs I I hate, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, so I mean, one of you. that kind of that kind of reflects on how the album they it, they they don't really go on too many big detours except for mm -hmm. Cemetery Gates, and then when they do, it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. So when you get to that point where it all kind of sounds relatively similar, like a lot of the I I, I would probably go with one of the the latter half songs mm -hmm. like maybe you know message and blood or clash with reality or something like that but it's not stand out enough to be a bad track you no. know i like i'm along the lines of tom i was actually going to say shattered and the only reason is because is because shattered is the first not standout song right and shattered's the first one where it's like i i, I if i heard it i could sing along to it but tell me right now to, to sing the riff to Shattered and, and mm -hmm. I can't think of it. 
You know I, what I mean? I think I went as you guys were talking, I landed on that. I think I'm gonna go with Shattered for mine too. Just mm -hmm. because there's no they don't have a riff in that song that's like mesmer or that is like it sticks in your mind. So I'm exactly. gonna go with that shattered. Yeah. Yeah. It also doesn't help that it's right after Cemetery Gates and Domination, which oh, two right. are like the better tracks. So yeah, that now that it's yeah, plus the, the first yeah. half of the album is pretty solid too. But yep. mm -hmm. um, Sleepy Dark Horse. Sleepers. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, yeah, do it up, Tom. Sure. I really liked Primal Concrete Sledge. Um, okay. I thought that was a I mean, granted, it's the second track. So Great. I mean, in terms of if you've only heard the singles. If you mm -hmm. haven't listened to the full album, I think that's probably what I would go with. Um, okay. It was a lot shorter, which I think was beneficial for it. If Primal Concrete Sludge was a five or six minute song, I don't think it would have been as good. Like okay. it, it showed its ideas. It was really, really heavy and kind of sludge, sludgy in that, in that term. And um, yeah, it kind of sludgy. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just, it was a great vibe to it. And uh, definitely it got me an extra rep at the gym. So there we go. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to go with domination. Um, just, uh, just an attack. Oh, it wasn't a single shit. I thought that was a single. No. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right. I'll say that too. <laughs> domination. Um, I'll throw it yeah. Domination for sure. Great. Great I mean, I, I, yeah, that might be close to one of my favorite songs on the album. Honestly. Agreed. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Rate okay. it. We drop a rating. Michael. All right. So the, so songs one through six. Yeah. That's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. One through six is a 10 out of 10. There is not one thing that misses on those first six tracks. Second half, um, I thought that 11 and 12 could have flip-flopped, and I thought that there could have been a little bit more memorable songs, and if those songs were maybe swapped in with the top half, um, would have given the album a little bit more. Um, overall, top to bottom, you know, like Tom said, a little bit of a, a nostalgic, you know, emotional connection, things like that. I'm going 9 out of 10 for me. Wow. Yeah, I love this nice. album. I mean, I could yeah. listen to this. On, I listened to it, I think more than any other album so far when it comes to prepping for this <laughs> like i just had it on all the time for like the last week so yeah, yeah. nine out of ten nice bops. nine out of ten wow nine bops okay um I, i'm really struggling putting a number on this oh god i don't know i need more time just like right, i'll go i'll go. <laughs> all right, Tom, go. go ahead. all right um yeah, like Mike said, I didn't really have too much of a connection, although I will say Cowboys from Hell is one of my favorite, like, I'll say, I'd probably put it top 100 songs of all time. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a great thrashy, but also keeps a groove and keeps you into it as well. Like, I could see myself at a concert banging my head to it. Um, but I think it, it was so funny how we picked two different albums back to back that have so many similarities that you don't really see right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Like, fantastic starting song really really strong hat like top half of the album and then the bottom half you're like okay i get where this is going and they kind yeah. of keep the same uh vibe going yeah. through so i yeah. think I'm, I'm i'm probably gonna give it the same rating that i gave rage which i think was a seven i think i gave it a seven as well so i'm gonna get this a seven for for all those reasons but it's you know like mike said it's it, it is a great album mm -hmm. and um 
I do want to get more into Pantera after this. So I, that is that is the goal after this. Next album, well, great. So. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do vulgar display of power another episode down the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. All right. So I I had it in mind and now I I feel justified. I'm I'm sitting right in the middle of you guys. I'm giving it an eight. Um, this is the kind of metal I lean towards, where you know there's screaming but not all the time. There's heavy heavy guitar riffs but not all the time. There's a lot of melodic parts. Mm-hmm. The drum parts are are great. Vinnie Paul's a very underrated drummer i think i'm not mentioned a lot and i like it you know but there are there are some things that i I think production wise it kind of is stuck in that time period you know you can kind of hear that it was recorded in that time period um but that's not a huge knock because that's just what the time was so uh yeah i'm sitting at eight eight bops out of ten for me yeah very good album very good Thank Michael. God they changed their sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how are you feeling on your uh, your Hell or High Mango? Uh, I'm giving it a six. Oh, um, okay. So, so I got a six nine overall today. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, it didn't taste like beer. It was, you know, it, it had a mango flavor to it. It tasted like a mango kind of seltzer soda um you know there was really there was no not that you need to taste alcohol but there was zero in it that made me even recognize that i was drinking any sort of alcoholic beverage beer Mm. anything um it just i don't know it was just weird for me um the flavor the mango flavor wasn't bad um you know i'm not like a joe sod mango freak um um you know but it wasn't like i could drink it tasted fine um i don't know i'd go out and buy it again just because it really didn't do much for me and then you know six goes really well with my ranking of nine so (laughs) at the end of the day you know you got it it is okay so what'd you guys think (laughs) listen i gave my mango minute made uh juicing co Oh, uh, good juice. <laughs> we, we rate all four of mine. <laughs> Which one do you like the best? I'm going to a collective rating of the brewery. Yeah. Listen, I think they're very interesting. I think they have a, a different uh, style that it's definitely more of West Coast, kind of a more of a, okay. like a hoppier kind of style. I like their their straightforward IPA, the, the brew for your die. Uh, that was the best. I'll probably give that maybe around a seven or so. Definitely a seven kind of day. Um, these two, the, the, the session IPA and the double were tied. I'll probably give them a six and, um, the tropical IPA was kind of gross. It had just like a weird combination of hops that I just did not enjoy. That sounds um, good to me. Probably about oh, a four oh. for that. Um, so, so hold on. So what were your four ratings? A, I gave it a seven, two sixes and a four. That's about a five point, maybe two, five, five seven, five, five, seven, five. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So, I mean, and I gave I, it a six. So that's pretty average of a right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've oh. tried probably about a quarter of their whole brewery now. So <laughs> nice. Great. Nice. Shout them Shout out. Them out. Yeah. yeah. 21st Amendment Brewing out of uh, California. 21st Amendment mm-hmm. on Instagram. 
gotcha. San Leandro, California. Really like all their beer names. It's it's cool how they like stick mm-hmm. with the historical kind of government theme. Okay. Um, and then Pantera. Let's see if they're on at all. We've been doing a lot of uh, inactive bands lately. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they're on Pantera official, blue check and all. Pantera official. Um, and then, you know, check out their discography. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid metal band for sure. All right. Yeah. What uh? What are we? Episode seventy seven, Joe. We can't do it for a fourth. We can't tease it a fourth time in a row. What the covers? We can't tease the covers again. I mean, gonna happen. We 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 haven't talked to Joey, so we don't have it on the (laughs) on the books yet. There's lots of different episodes we have in the works. We just don't know what we're doing yet. Do we just leave it on a cliffhanger? Like you'll never know what we're gonna do, or you could just wait a week. Or three days on our Instagram and see the teaser. The teaser we will tell yeah. you right now that we will be reviewing a beer and an album. Yes. Or, or not. We could be doing songs. It'll be music be, and beer. Music. It could be a not even beer. It could be a wine, could be a seltzer. It could be music a, a and cider. alcohol. Put it that way. <laughs> Although we have done non alcohol. Maybe it'll be a spoke, maybe it'll be spoken word. Maybe it won't be music at all. It'll be wow. comedy. Spoken word and water coming up next episode. <laughs> the Christian version of our of our podcast. <laughs> Holy water and hymns. Next January, we should do a dry January episode. No, we, we shouldn't. Don't drink <laughs> Sounds anything. awful. Yeah. <laughs> Ratings will go way down. Later. Yeah. Later. I, all right. I guess we're just leaving it on a cliffhanger. We gotta hit the, uh, the conference room and uh, decide what we're doing next. But next episode, um, something. Something sounds good. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We've been the Hops and Bobs podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We're on Twitter as well. Hops and Bobs, check out our socials. All the links are there. Uh, we're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. We're on Google Podcasts. Check us out anywhere. Our episodes are everywhere. So thank you so much. We'll see you next time for Mike and Tom. I've been Joe. Peace.